0: everyone, welcome to the E2B2 podcast. I'm your host, Evan J. Thomas, and with me always is... Brandon Thomas. And this is episode number 33, and today we are going to be reviewing the movie that we just saw, Army of the Dead, Zack Snyder film that came out back in mid-May. So we'll talk about that later in the show, but Brandon and I are going to kick it off with the coolest thing that happened to us in the past week or so. So Brandon, do you want to go first? Sure.
1: Right. So, it. I went to Massachusetts for to visit a wedding I think I discussed last episode, and it went, ironically, it went pretty enjoyable to certain extent. I mean, it wasn't that, it wasn't that, it wasn't interesting, but I'd say it was at least enjoyable that I could be there and be like, oh, this is fine, I'm not gonna watch you leave right when we get there. So, okay. the coolest thing is that during the trip until very, very last day before we leave, Uh, We went to, the family there and me went to uh, Boston for, like, the day or at least a few hours. And then what we did, we had a lunch. Oh, yeah. And uh, clam chowder uh, and lobster, which was at a very good restaurant. And we also went to the aquarium and saw two penguins and a seal. (laughs) Two seals, but seals.
0: So there was Brandon's fun little weekend last weekend. You didn't want to wear a suit and all, but you did, right? Mm Mm-hmm. How'd you look? Did you look good? Relatively good. Alright. I'm waiting still for photos of that, so hopefully I'll get to see that very soon. And as for me, the coolest thing that happened in the past week or so, uh, my lady friend Heather and I, we went to Galena, Illinois, on the hottest day of the year. It was 95 degrees out, and we kind of just wandered around town down there. Went to this cool little bar slash uh, diner called, uh, I think it was Dirty Girt's, we had some killer burgers and we walked around some really high staircases and then we went to the store where I found a cool Dave Grohl pillow, <laughs> which is now on my on my couch, so that's pretty interesting. And then just kind of wandered around downtown Galena. It was, it was a gorgeous day, too hot for me, but you know, we I, we lived through it.
1: If it's uh, dry hot, then I'm pretty fine. No, it's
0: humid hot. Yeah, it yeah. sucked hot. Yeah. It was like we were the only ones climbing up and down the stairs and I was soaking wet when I got to the top, and so can wet when I got downstairs. Sad. But then we went right after that, and we got something to drink, so we kind of did all of that. So the other cool, interesting thing, so this today, Brandon yeah. and I and my buddy Rick, we had a fun little excursion in the afternoon. Yeah. So we originally were supposed to go to lunch at our favorite sushi station place. Mm-hmm. Brandon, tell them a little bit about what happened so, on that.
1: So we went to Sushi Station, and you decided to decided not to to like look at multiple
0: sources and check your facts. I checked one site, and that is my maps to see what my time. maps
1: is it Google Maps? No,
0: it, it is Google Maps. So it was Google Maps. I went on my phone, went on to Google Maps, typed in Sushi Station, looked up the time, and it said Monday through Friday, and as always, eleven thirty to three. As laws
1: recommend, is that you don't go and type in Google Maps or Google. The first thing to into your question, <laughs> and then you get the first result. You check the first result and say, "Oh, I'm good." Then. Well,
0: that's usually how it works. You only need to usually on one place for times. So what ended uh-huh. up happening uh-huh. was
1: we uh, we went to Sushi Station and we were the Google Maps was wrong because apparently Sushi Station has a labor shortage for Mondays and Mondays only.
0: Mondays only, so they're closed on Mondays.
1: Apparently different no different from Sunday or Tuesday, just Mondays. Yeah,
0: Mondays. And apparently that Monday is actually not a very good restaurant day because of the weekends, people are already all tired and have already spent their money on you know, eating out and all that stuff. So Mondays is kind of like that getaway day, that kind of relaxed day and kind of catch things together. So we tried that first. So, yes, we walk in, or I walk up to the door, checked out the sign, they were closed. So we're out in West Dundee, and I'm like, okay, let's think of another place. So there's two other places I've been to in the area that are pretty good. One is River Street Tavern, and the other is Salsa Street Tacos. So we've said tacos or Salsa Street first, but ended up instead wanting to try River Street Tavern. So we drive over there, so about about 10, 15 minutes away, Mm -hmm. and we pull up in front of that restaurant, and... It was closed. Again. Again, it was closed. So we're 0 for 2, and Rick and Brandon are just ripping me apart and making fun of me, and it's okay. You know what? I can Three strikes, you're
1: out.
0: Three strikes, you're out. So we're like, okay, let's try the third one. So we turned around and went back up to Salsa Street Taco Place. They were open. Luckily. And we actually finally got to sit down outside and we actually had our tacos. The other cool thing right after that, we ended up driving downtown St. Charles. And the three of us wandered around and got some ice cream over at Mm Kilwin's. And then we tried to go to another store that was closed. And uh, we just kind of spent the day just bullshitting and having some fun. Yeah. So it was a nice little... Relaxing day. The weather was perfect.
1: Yeah, it was. Uh, it was a little windy, but it was a breezy windy where it wasn't like but the
0: humidity was low. Yeah. And um, Brandon and I did a nice little walk before we even went, supposedly out to lunch today. So yeah. that that helped. So yeah, we've been kind of busy today, just you know doing that. And then I took a little nap when I got home. <laughs> so as I usually do. You're
1: always taking naps.
0: I usually I, I like my naps. Yeah. Naps are fun. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with taking a nap in the middle of the day. Double, yeah. So, and, uh, yeah, that was basically what we've done today. As for me, the past week or so, uh, I've been working with that Windy City Thunderbolts baseball team. And uh, my last day is coming up very soon because I put in my notice. And Brandon finished high school Uh, sophomore year. Sophomore year, yeah. Well, not uh, not all of high school. Yeah, but this yeah, I was is, gonna be, I was hmm. gonna be
1: like, yeah, I didn't have. This is gonna be two, two more years. And
0: unfortunately, you missed the uh, last day of the year because of your travel schedule.
1: Yes, but it was we did nothing anyways. I oh mean. wait,
0: we did forget one of the coolest things that happened to us in the past week or so, didn't we? Oh, oh the yeah. Foo Fighters tickets. Yeah. So yeah, Brandon, and I and Rick and maybe somebody else because we have one extra ticket. Uh, Foo Fighters announced their tour about a week and a half ago. Yeah. And I've been waiting for months and months, basically years, years to see them again. Brandon, obviously, last year we were supposed to go to a show, his first Foo Fighters show. I think it was in Detroit we were supposed to go. Mm-hmm. Never happened because of COVID. So I bought four tickets to Cincinnati to go see them in July, the end of July. Yeah. So that'll be... Awesome, because the three of us are going to go, Rick, Brandon, and I. We're going to have a blast driving down there. I just booked the hotel tonight, so we're going to be staying at, I think it's, I don't know, some really cool place, because you saw the pictures.
1: Yeah, I saw the pictures.
0: But uh, yeah, it looks like a really cool place, and we are finally going to see Foo Fighters. It was supposed to be their first show back from COVID, but actually is now their third, because they announced a New York City over at the Garden, and then a small little club show over in Los Angeles, California. So unfortunately, we're not gonna see those, which I would love to, but it's not gonna happen, but yeah, so that's what's happened to us in the past uh two weeks or so since then yeah, and this show is actually being recorded on Monday because unfortunately uh the past weekend, I've actually worked Saturday night and Sunday I did a double header, so I wasn't able to have Brandon over the weekend, so we decided Sunday night to Tuesday morning, yeah, so this is why we're doing the Army of the Dead,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 ten times. So
0: we're going to take <laughs> a quick little break here. We're going to have a commercial or two pop up. And then when we get back, we're going to talk about the movie we just saw, Army of the Army Dead. Dead. Yeah. So if you guys want to stick around, feel free. It should be some fun, interesting conversation on the movie. Yeah, it was
1: very interesting. So we'll get into that later.
0: All right. We'll be back all here on the E2B2 podcast.
1: Get ready to headbang like your life depends on it.
0: Slow down. <laughs> Down.
1: because you never know it just might
0: f- is that supposed to mean? listen to the world's hardest rock metal worldwide god f- right
1: that's all you had to say
0: let out all your anger and rage before it consumes you scorched earth mother rock hard with evan j
1: thomas thursdays at 6 central 7 eastern all right now get your f- out the car hosted on rock 98 9 Gotta
0: make the world know not- Royalty Health and Fitness, Chicago area's premier 24-7 rock and roll gym located in Roselle, Illinois. Royalty Health and Fitness combines the mental and physical benefits of fitness and music in the most heaviest way. Do what I did and join up for a membership today and let's get rockin'. Check out Royalty Health and Fitness on the socials and at royaltyhealthandfitness.net for more info. Long live health and long live rock and roll. Rock on. I am award-winning published photographer and journalist evan j thomas and i'll be bringing you badass artists from the genres of music art sports radio as well as tv and movies on the badass podcast you will hear raw bold blunt and honest conversation style interviews where no topic is off limits check out the show at badass one.com and go to the on demand tab and pull up the badass podcast where you can watch or listen to your favorite show get ready because i am evan j thomas and this is badass
1: Hello, my name is Brandon Thomas, and with me always, <laughs> with me always is
0: Evan, Dad. Evan J. Thomas. Brandon tried to do a Kermit the Frog impression. Maybe we'll get a little bit yeah, later. Yeah,
1: that was, that was like a split second. But Welcome he, back to the E2B2 podcast, if I did not make that clear.
0: Yeah, we are lis- you're, we're listening. We're, we're recording the E2B2 podcast, mm-hmm. and uh, we're going to actually get into the review of, of the movie. of the Dead. Army of the Dead. So we're going to stop it right here for a moment. Going forward is up to you. So Brandon and I are going to give our spoiler alert, and we'll be right back in about eh, 10 seconds. Probably. All right. We are back, and we are going to be talking about Army of the Dead. It is a 2021 American zombie heist film directed by Zack Snyder from a screenplay he co- co-wrote with Shay Hatton and Joby Harold. Do people even know and care who these other people are? No, this is, I'm
1: is just that, wondering. you see Zack Snyder. In Based
0: course. on a story that he also created, the film is an ensemble cast consisting of Dave Bautista, Ella Purnell, Omari Hardwick, Anna de Ragura. Theo Rossi, who I've met before. He's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matthias uh, uh Nora Hafgazanger. Uh, uh, there's a lot of these names I can't pronounce. And it follows a group of mercenaries who plan a Las Vegas casino heist amid a zombie apocalypse.
1: Specifically there.
0: Specifically Las Vegas. For some reason. So apparently we'll get into where it was actually shot here in a moment. Mm -hmm. So Snyder conceived the idea for Army of the Dead as a spiritual successor to his 2004 debut film Dawn of the Dead. The project originally from Warner Brothers Pictures was announced in 2007, 14 years ago with uh, Matthias von Heijsafrn Jr. <laughs> attached to direct. However, the film spent several years in developmental hell before Netflix acquired distribution rights in 2019. So with a U.S. 90 70 to $90 million dollar production budget, and Snyder also serving as cinematographer, principal photography took place in Albuquerque, New Mexico, I'm and sorry. Atlantic City, New Jersey in mid-2019. The film underwent reshoots in September twenty twenty after several sexual misconduct allegations were made against cast member Chris D'Elia. He was replaced by Nataro using green screens and CGI. I have never uh, noticed that. We would never have seen that the way they filmed that. Because
1: yeah, I, I felt like if if they never if I was never told that I wouldn't notice because whoever whoever character he that, was
0: that was uh, the girl who, who f- flew the helicopter. Oh, yeah. So that's who that was.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So Army of the Dead was released in select theaters in the United States on May fourteenth, 2021, and was digitally released on Netflix on May twenty-first, which is where we saw it. So Collider reported that critics praised the film for its humor but criticized its runtime. Holy shit, yes, you're talking, that's correct. <laughs> and found out it would appeal to fans of both Snyder and ensemble action flicks. It became one of the most watched original Netflix films with an estimated 72 million viewers over its first four weeks, while earning one million dollars at the box Ouch. office. Yeah, but the box office isn't much anymore because if Netflix can pay you money for it, oh, true.
1: That's I mean, where you make your money. I mean, box. I mean, even then, one million at the box office sucks. without, yeah, that's
0: with well, a ninety million dollar budget. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, that's, so, that's pre- two prequels, a film titled "Army of Thieves" and an animated series called "Army of De- the Dead," Lost Vegas are scheduled to be released on Netflix as well. So the runtime of this movie hundred and forty-eight minutes. So two two and a half, and a half hours. hours. Yeah. Holy shit did it run long.
1: We're gonna get into that at the very
0: end. <sighs> okay, so I'm gonna try to go through this plot as quickly as possible. Yeah. Okay? So here we go. So a US military convoy traveling from Area fifty one collides with a car on a highway outside of Las Vegas. That's where we get our first sexual uh encounter in the movie. <laughs> so the convoys cargo a zombie escapes killing and infecting several soldiers before heading into the city. There they then infect most of the city's population. After a military invention intervention fails the government quarantines Las Vegas. So walling casin- it off. Walling, walling it off with a bunch of uh, what was that? Crates. Containers. Crates Truck stuff. containers yeah. is what they're called. So casino, casino owner Bly Tanaka Tanaka I think I said it right at that time. And his associate Martin approached former secretary mercenary Scott Ward, who is played by Dave Bautista, Mm -hmm. uh, about a job to recover $200 million from his casino vault in Vegas before the military deploys a tactical nuclear strike on the city. So the interesting little tidbit about the beginning of this movie, too, is uh, they were talking about quarantine and this and that and how, how, oh, my gosh, you're going to, like, what did they say? Um, They're
1: going to uh, do a thermal head th- Thermal forehead.
0: head te- testing for temperature to make sure that people aren't zombies. So kind of fit in a little bit mm-hmm. with the whole COVID oh, situation. Yeah. Hmm. So maybe th- those were the scenes that were reshot. Think about that. So Ward agrees and recruits his former teammates, Maria Cruz and Van der Hoey, along with helicopter pilot Marian Peters, German safe-cracker Ludwig Dieter, and Chicano sharpshooter Mickey Guzman who brings along his associate Chambers. Martin joins the team to give them access to the casino. Ward's estranged daughter, Kate, who works at a quarantine camp, directs them to Lily, a smuggler familiar with the city, who also recruits Bert Cummings, a camp security guard. When Kate learns Lily escorted her friend Greta to Vegas, Kate insists on joining the team over Ward's objections. So the start of this movie was... Slowish. No, well, let's see. Because the beginning the intro sequence the intro was freaking phenomenal to me yeah and phenomenal i mean there was no sound except the music that was playing Mm -hmm. and there was no like it it, people were yelling and but they weren't yelling because it was there was no sound and there was gun shooting and there was just a whole lot of action happening and the cinematography in the beginning sequence was funny pretty awesome cool so after an Am I there enough? After, after an encounter with a zombified tiger upon entering Vegas, Lily wounds Cummings and explains that a group of intelligent zombies known as Alphas will allow safe patch- passage in exchange for a sacrifice. An Alpha female known as the Queen takes Cummings away to an Olympus casino where the Alpha leader Zeus affects him
1: wow i didn't i did not know that
0: his name was zeus yeah that's really stupid that they use zeus but then again they were at mount olympus so i guess that kind (laughs) of sit funny yeah (laughs) ha (laughs) ha lily leads the team into a building full of hibernating normal zombies so ward creates a path through the zombies with glow sticks when chambers accuses martin of ulterior motives he diverts her off the path and she wakes the zombies after she is surrounded and bitten, Guzman shoots a gasoline container on her back, destroying her and the surrounding zombie horde. Another little, um, uh, let's say, spoiler alert. Basically, everybody dies in this movie. Yeah. Almost.
1: Almost everyone. Almost uh, like, everyone.
0: There's like two people that live.
1: And maybe one might die. Who knows?
0: Yeah. So, so at Blythe's Casino, Ward and Kate turn on the power. Peters prepares a helicopter on the roof, and Dieter works on the vault. Martin and Lily stay outside under the pre- pretense of keeping watch, but instead lure the queen into the open. Martin beheads her and takes her head. That's usually what happens when you behead her. Mm-hmm. Zeus discovers her body and returns her to the Olympus Casino, revealing that the queen was pregnant with a zombie fetus.
1: Y- yeah, you were laughing at that. That, that was, was a that fucking was, stupid... That was, uh, dumb bit. Be- I could guess that was a whole thing beforehand because, you know, how he was just checking the, you know, the abdomen area. So it was like that was already implied, so they didn't need to do the dumb fetus scene.
0: They actually showed like this little glowing blue baby fetus. Yeah, it was kind of dumb. It was really stupid. So enraged, Zeus directs the Alphas to Bly's casino. A news report reveals that the government has brought forward a nuclear strike, giving the team approximately 90 minutes before the whole city goes up in smoke. As Dieter opens a vault, Ward discovers Kate had left to look for Gita. As Ward and Cruz are about to search for her, Alphas appear and kill Cruz. So there we go, more people die. So Martin traps the team in the basement, explaining that Bly cares only about the zombie's head, which can create a zombie army for the government and is worth more money in the vault. Then that's in the vault. I think that's what I said. When he steps outside, he discovers discovers Lily stole the Queen's head, and the tiger mauls him to death. What an awesome fucking scene! That so, was. so I kind of called the
1: scene. Was oh, you did. Happen. You called it moments I was like, it. oh yeah, maybe he's just gonna get killed by the tiger because. So you had the zombies, and then you had that tiger sequence at the very beginning, and I was like, at some point they're gonna have to use the tiger because they're Correct. not gonna just show the tiger and be like, no, utilize it. Yeah. So I. So then. He basically starts mauling him, and then the way he the tiger does his uh fatality kill.
0: Oh, there are some epic death scenes. Yeah, he basically rips off the upper half of the dude's. He chews his face off. Yeah, he was like. He puts sh- his he- mouth around his head and went and ripped his face right yeah, off. Yeah, it was like his mouth, like jaw, was left. And it was, it was so really we'll get into the whole cinematography yeah. and killings later in our. Uh, it was a good reviews. scene, though. It yeah, very, it was pretty good. gruesome, but very good. So let's see. Where am I? Balls Van- well, mauled Van- to death. Vanderhoy attempts to fight Zeus, but is easily overpowered. Dieter sacrifices himself to get Vanderhoy into the vault safely. Ward, Lily, and Guzman make it to the lobby, where zombies attack them and swarm Guzman. Guzman detonates his grenades, killing the zombies and destroying the money he carried along with himself. Oh. So Zeus confronts them on the roof. Lily distracts him, and the Queen's head and Ward. Distracts him with the queen's head as Ward and Peters escape on the helicopter. Zeus impales Lily, who then destroys the head by dropping it off the roof. Another epic smash It splats on the ground. ground. (laughs) So Peters takes Ward to the Olympus Casino to retrieve Kate. Inside, Kate finds Gita and kills the infected Cummings. Zeus chases them into Peter's helicopter. Zeus overpowers Ward and bites him. As a nuke destroys Vegas, Zeus is distracted by the bomb flash and Ward kills him. The nukes' shockwaves causes the helicopter to crash, killing Peters and Gita. Kate survives and finds Ward, who gives Kate money and start a new life before turning into a zombie. Kate kills him as he rescues a, as a rescue helicopter arrives. Did that happen? Yeah, yeah
1: that the helicopter arrives.
0: And then Vanderhoey exits the vault with the remaining Monday, money. He drives to Utah, rents a private plane to take him to Mexico City, and on the flight he discovers he has been bitten and then... And it ends. End scene. End scene. So, Brandon, I'll go first. You go first. Let's discuss uh, what we thought about this movie.
1: So, yeah, thing.
0: What, so what do you the
1: to yeah the the movie, I mean, it's very complicated. But I'm gonna get into the individual uh, things okay. uh, one by one. So the story and plot. I feel I'm gonna. I'm just gonna do the story and the runtime separately. Okay. Uh, and the plot. So I feel like the plot had, if you kind of put it into put it into a different context, I feel like this whole setup se- like sequence, um, most of the things and the you know the such, uh, was I think relatively good. It wasn't amazing as a setup, but like the whole like just sequence in general was okay. Um, it was. Uh, you could follow along and understand what was happening, so it wasn't like overly confusing. Or, yeah, there wasn't any like overly special, dumbed down or whatever. Yeah, there
0: wasn't any special like um, things that happened where you had to pay too much attention, and if you didn't see that, you missed this and this and that.
1: I, and there was, um, for some sequences, I felt like there was a few scenes that just kind of not really dragged on, but more, there was just some scenes that weren't really needed because there was some, obviously in this movie, there was a few like emotional. Uh, cliche, emotional, mm-hmm. sad family music, uh, family m- sequences with f- sad, cliche music in the background, which I feel like dragged out for too long in some cases. Okay. Which contributed to the two hour and 30 minute runtime, which I feel like could be easily cut down to two hours, basically, because there's, you can cut... There's
0: cu- a lot of unnecessary parts. Yeah,
1: there's a, it just keeps dragging. It feels like an extended version of a movie that already exists, but... That's the movie. It's just an extended version gotcha. of something that doesn't. So exist. like an
0: uncut version. Yeah.
1: So if it was, I would imagine this movie would be a lot like just a lot less like dragging on if you if it, some of these scenes were cut out. But cut. otherwise, I felt like the story and plot were relatively good. The acting and characters. I felt the acting of the characters themselves was uh, pretty good. There are some actors that weren't the top tier, but they were at least, like, they they were giving effort, and they were at least, like, little giving, little effort. <laughs> yeah.
0: like that. Yeah. giving effort. Giving effort. Yeah, you could
1: at least, you, you're, it's easily convincible. Um, so, there was, act, obviously, the zombie actors, which were, there. Mm-hmm. There were zombie actors. I can't really comment on that. Those are zombies. Yeah. Uh, and the characters, you, the character squad was basically, your cliche, like, you got the nerd, that knows uh, vault stuff. You got the, um, good guy turns bad guy but he's military guy you got the you know you got just got the rest of the stereotypical characters that just i mean it,
0: not going into too in depth on the characters but yeah the stereotypical so
1: ones. i felt the char- some of the characters were shallow but i felt like the more deeply uh, built characters weren't really that interesting i, I mean there was you could you could like them, but they weren't. They didn't have like enough like history. You could be like, oh, that's super sad. It's just, oh, sad scene. That's sad. Yeah. Okay. Uh, for the special effects, I feel it was relatively good. I like, guess there's a few like scenes that weren't really that good. I mean, the nuke shot was unique, but I mean, there there's just a few scenes that weren't really good. But most of the uh, special effects were in CGI was relatively good, especially the. Makeup and zombies, I feel like, is its own category because the makeup, I feel, was okay. I feel like the makeup was pretty good, but there was some makeup that wasn't really good because the queen had, like, a weird, like...
0: Yeah, there was a weird dressing cr- Yeah, and, it was a weird crown. and stuff.
1: Uh, I wasn't too keen on that, but it was... What about cinematography? You know, f- cinematography was really cool. I felt like a lot of the shots, like, there was a lot of slow-mo, a lot of explosion shots, there was a lot of, like... Wide shots, tight shots, and all that—I felt like was really pulled off very well. And I assume that Zack Snyder kind of does this with his other movies when he's doing cinematography. Um, I can't really pinpoint what movies he has done, but I'd assume that he pretty much do the Batman same. and Superman. Yeah, and the,
0: um, he did uh, Justice, League Justice League and stuff then. like that. We haven't really watched those. Yeah,
1: yet. and the action—I will comment—is was really good, especially that tiger scene. I'm gonna always go back to that tiger scene, but mm-hmm. that. The zombie killing, the uh, the gore, the, you know, all that stuff was very good and very well, pedo- uh, you know, done. Mm-hmm. And the music was just music. I mean, you had your generic emotional music, but you had, like, the quote-unquote pop songs. Not really pop songs, but, like, third-party songs that were actually, it felt pretty well with some of the...
0: Well, yeah, you said they were well-placed in some yeah, of the scenes.
1: Yeah, there was... um, um bad moon on the rise something like that. Yep, there's
0: a cover of that. And
1: then there yeah, there's a few good like songs put, uh pin put place and a few scenes. Mhm. So my final rating. So I felt like the movie was pretty good and it d- definitely did drag on for a lot of the times, but I feel like is a watchable movie. So I would give the movie with all this in consideration a 3.5 out of 5. Okay. So that might be kind of high, but i'm not I can't really pay it out of three because it's three point five out of five. If you basically just ignore all the super boring scenes, I feel like it is really good and even with the boring scenes, if you just do like not really doze off, but just like kind of just watch through that and just deal with it, I feel like the rest of the actual like content of the movie is really good,
0: speaking of dozing off. I did for a moment, but I caught it up right when I woke back up. It was only like a minute or so. Uh I think you called me out on it too. Are you asleep? No, no, I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) So,
1: I feel like the movie, in some cases, can be really uh, pretty good. Uh, Not really good, but I'd say relatively good. But in some scenes, in some parts of the movie, isn't that good. So I'd say it's like intermediate, like three to three point five. I wouldn't give a three point two five, but I'll go with a safe 3.5. Yeah.
0: There you go. So there's Brandon. Optimistic. Brandon's a uh, nice little review, 3.5. And here is mine to go forward. The story and the plot, it was definitely an interesting take on zombie apocalypse, mm-hmm. especially taking place in Vegas, uh, even though it was never shot in Vegas, as we uh, read and saw that it was shot in uh, New Mexico and Atlantic City. Albert but it's kind of cool that you got to see the whole background of Las Vegas and they had, like, the Luxor and all those places being blown up or, you know, dead or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. But uh, the story and the plot, I mean, it, it did drag. It dragged a lot. And like Brandon said, there was a lot of pieces in there that were fluff. To me, They were just put in there to kind of give it a little bit more emotion and try to get a little bit more emotion out of the characters, which kind of was a little blah at times, like we said. I think there were two or three times with Dave Bautista, the main character, Mm -hmm. where he, like, little tears in his eye. And it's like, okay. Brennan's like, here we go, another one. (laughs) So I was like, (laughs) kind of laughing when the third one popped up because I was like, really? Come on. So, yeah, there was a couple of those that just were kind of unnecessary. But the whole plot of, you know, the whole um, m- mission to recover the money and this and that, there ends up being really nobody gets the money because they all die except for the main guy at the end. Not the main guy, but whatever his, his name was. Yeah. I forget. It was a long it, name. Yeah. So anyway, so that guy gets the money, everybody else dies, and it wasn't really worth it for them.
1: Yeah. It, um, it ends on a sour note because everyone dies.
0: Actually, it, do, it doesn't really end on a sour note because it goes to Black Screen while he's in the plane, while they're going to New Mexico City.
1: But he might be bitten, and he might... Well, so he who
0: knows to- if the plane gets to Mexico City and then... He infects Mexico City. <gasps> oh yeah, we'll see how that happens. Acting in the characters, like I'm going to agree with Brandon on what he said. A lot of it was cliche characters, and uh, they were yeah. The like Brandon said, the nerdy guy doing the. I mean, he they picked like the perfect type of people for this movie. So if you go back to Justice or not Justice League, um, what was that movie that we Suicide Squad? Mm-hmm. Suicide Squad kind of had the same characters but in crazier outfits and. Yeah stuff like that so you had the Hispanic guy you had the black guy you have the lesbian women you had the Hispanic woman you had the nerdy guy you had the big tough two big tough guys you had the military guy
1: yeah the military guy that go from bad
0: good to bad or was good bad. good to bad to well even worse yeah uh, so yeah those characters are just kind of kind of there but they fit into the char- character that they wanted and they fit them very well uh, special effects cinematography, I thought, was actually really damn good. Yeah, uh, I love the cinematography and how they do the different angles, like the slow-mo. the slow mo, especially and like I said, the first five minutes of the intro was just really fucking cool on yeah. how like everything was being shot and people are jumping over shit and there's quick motion and slow motion and angles here and you got the guns shooting and you got the expressions and just. All that with the cinematography was great. The special effects with the killings. Yeah. I mean, you had the head splattering. You had the, the shooting, head being ripped off by the, the, tiger. the tiger. You had all the, had the zombies. The being head shot. being cut off. You yeah. had the zombies being shot in the head. You get the guy at the end being shot in the helicopter where it's basically his head sh- chops in two. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so that was really cool in the special effects. and yeah, And then you have the little fetus that just... That Didn't was that was the
1: only thing that I felt was really off. I yeah. mean there was a few off sh- obviously C wasn't needed. Yeah, CGI isn't always perfect, so obviously I'll give a pass on some like the three other scenes I was like, mm, that's yeah. not really good. But the the fetus was fetus if was you remove that scene, it'd be Nobody would have cared. Yeah, no one would care.
0: Nobody would have cared. Brandon and I looked, I looked over to him and I you was start, like... You
1: started laughing and I was like, yeah, I know. It's I'm
0: like, oh my God, this is stupid. <laughs> uh, the action in the movie was really good. I really liked the fight scenes and the action scenes and the blowing up scenes. Yeah. Um, actually, Brandon said he liked the nuke scene at the end.
1: It, I didn't really yeah, think the, it was that yeah, good. The, yeah, the nuke scene was... The special effect for it was... Mediocre. It
0: could have been better the way they could have done it because if you see, it, they're on the helicopter and you see the nuke coming across yeah. the sky.
1: I feel like they kind of built up and then just had. Oh, and then
0: it was, and then you see this little in the background. Yeah. It almost looked like Rockton, Illinois, up over in Rockford with the black <laughs> smoke going on. Aww. Oh, sorry. Too, too t- soon. Too, too soon. soon. I do too have a friend soon. that. Had a husband uh, that's up there that he got out safe. He's safe. If anybody knows, it's all over the news in Chicago today.
1: Also, I feel like the nuke scene itself—it could obviously, like you said, could have been executed better because you know there's um, Godzilla uh, King of the Monsters. Your favorite Godzilla movie. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> there was a there's a nuke scene in there, and I felt like was had that like shot where it was at like the shockwave hits the nuke. I feel. My bad. The shockwave hits the camera, like the fireball hits the camera, I feel like that could have been happen- yeah, happened. Yeah, see, because
0: but- Zack Snyder is so good with his cinematography, as we, you yeah. and I are talking about, that he could have done better. I actually say he could have had like a fake camera in the center of where it yeah. would have hit, and you could have seen all the zombies and everything just go, ba-bow, and like, all explode. Yeah, and the go zombie...
1: Burns to a skeleton. The skeleton exactly. burns to
0: ash, and the ash burns to nothing. I mean, and Brandon was talking about the um, uh, makeup for the zombies. I thought it was really good, except for like the main zombies. It was a little bit overdone. Zeus, Zeus was. Had Zeus's fun. makeup was to me too much.
1: Yeah, I I think that he was fine. But the, the queen qu- was the queen a little was, too much yeah, as well. Was it was
0: too much. it was way too overdone. Um, the music fit really well. They put in some very interesting songs in certain parts it was almost like in the movie nobody where they put in like a like a slow kind of uh what do you call that kind of pop
1: not really pop
0: not really pop but just kind of a slower tune in a very odd situation where there was a lot of action
1: yeah, it was like it was like it, it kind of like,
0: slows it well, down hap, when you see it in the background. Hap,
1: this is a happy world or something. Yeah, something like, like that. And <laughs> then it's like very violent. <laughs> yeah, I can it's you a, can imagine it. Like it's
0: just yeah. So, it, but it fit and it fit really well. I mean, the one part at the very end when they played Cranberry's Zombies. different version of Zombie, I was like, really? I'm like you couldn't come up with something better than that. I mean, at least play the Bad Wolves version, but <laughs> that's just me. I like the Bad Wolves version better. So I'm going to give my review. She just gave my review. I'm going to give my (laughs) rating. My rating is a solid 3.0. And uh, my reason for that is I can't have it go too high because it was kind of hokey movie. It was cheesy cliche. Cheesy cliche. You didn't really think all the basically most of the characters were going to die, but they ended up happening. Um, But it is, to me, I would recommend the movie. Yeah. Um, it's a good, just a decent action flick if you want something to do, but it's the run time that kills me. Yeah. Because at one point, Brandon and I paused it because there was a ruckus outside of <laughs> my apartment there, tonight. Yeah,
1: there was a, there's a thing. Ruckus. So we, we
0: looked, we looked at the time and there was still an hour left and I'm like, oh my God, there's an hour left of this movie? I'm like, I felt like it should be over by now, but it wasn't.
1: I'd say at least three minutes. Extra because so, yeah. two-hour movies
0: are good. Two-hour movies are good. Anywhere between, yeah, two hour to one two
1: hour, ten. one hour thirty in some cases to two hours. I like two-hour movies better. Yeah, but
0: what was our, what did we say? uh Quiet Place was one hour and three minutes.
1: I mean they compacted everything into one forty
0: something like that. Yeah, that the second one.
1: Yeah, because they like short. They got rid of the extra fluff, but this movie. If it got rid of extra fluff, you get fluff. You get two hours. So it'd be like,
0: exactly. Yeah. See, so that's how you do it. You cut out some of these parts. You cut out some of the. And then you have the director's cut afterwards. Exactly. Yeah. See, you could put that later. That'd or you could,
1: or you could just get some boob, <laughs> boob just some person. On oh that. yeah.
0: By the way, there was a little uh, zombie boob. Uh,
1: not boob. not a literal boob, but like just a person on the internet doing their own cut of the movie. Gotcha. Like I, I did the same for well, Godzilla. Well,
0: if you so. think about it, what was, um we have yet to see it, but Justice League, isn't that like a three and a half hour, hour movie? Four, four hour. hour movie. Yeah. Zack Snyder, what are you doing, bro? You're killing us with <laughs> no, these the, long ass the, movies. No, I mean the
1: whole point of the Justice League was to be long <clears> because okay. they cut off, I don't know, they cut down two hours at one time.
0: Yeah, so d- should I talk about my Zack Snyder um, experience Oh, yeah, now? sure. You go ahead. All right. I-, I got a little story about Zack Snyder. So I was, before we finished the podcast, so a few years ago when we were they were filming uh, Batman versus Superman in Chicago with Ben Affleck and Henry Cavill, um, I was actually on set as an extra, and I was on set at Navy Pier on a boat, and I was supposed to be in a few boat scenes, which I don't know if I ever was, because I... I can. thought I watched it, but I don't ever remember seeing myself. I, I got to rewatch we can,
1: yeah, that. Yeah, or you can just look up or on the boat I could. scene. Yeah,
0: yeah. so here, here's my little story. So it was about five o'clock in the morning. We're on the boat. We're kind of going in circles. No, we're not filming yet. And I'm kind of sleeping in my little seat. We're all kind of chilling, just relaxing. So this guy comes over my shoulder and taps me on the shoulder. And I kind of wake up and I was like, hey, how's it going? And he goes, hey, I want you over here. So he, fo- he kind of, I get up. I follow him. He's a little short guy. He's about. Two, three inches shorter than me. I'm short to begin with. I'm like five six five seven. <laughs> I would tower over this, dude. Yeah, so this guy comes and taps me on the shoulder. I get up. I follow him over to the corner by the lavatory, and there's a big, like a screen TV on the wall. And the whole point of it, it was a like, green screen, and he told me, he's like, hey, what I need you to do is, when we start filming, I need you to look at that and kind of look like you're, you're seeing something crazy happening in horror. Yeah. So what I what I did was horror. I showed him, not a whore, but a horror, you know scary yeah. kind of messed up situation. Yeah. So I, I showed him what I would do. He's like, oh, that's perfect. So he goes, we might do a close up on you, this and that. I'm like, okay. So what happens is he walks away. My buddy Jose is sitting over on the other side, kind of right over where I was standing. And I go and sit, him, sit with him for a few moments. And he goes, do you know who that guy was? I go, no, who was he? He goes, that's Zack Snyder. I'm like, who the hell is Zack Snyder? He goes, you don't know who Zack Snyder is? I'm like, no. He's like, he's the director of the film. I'm like, oh shit, seriously? And he's like, yeah, that was him. And I'm like, oh. And I just told Brandon earlier. I mean, he's heard this story before. I mean, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, but I wasn't starstruck when he came over to me. Because I had no clue who he was.
1: So, I mean, if you were starstruck, then would be like, oh, you're Zack Snyder. you would know, be like, oh,
0: that's so awesome. You're Zack Snyder. Oh my god, can I get your autograph? I didn't do that shit. Yeah. I treated him like a normal person.
1: I think he was happy
0: for that. I know. And maybe he thought I was some douchebag because <laughs> I didn't know who he was either. But yeah, there's my story with Mr. Uh, Zack Snyder. It was a pretty interesting one. Yeah, it was a good. And uh, like I said, if you feel free and watch the uh, Batman vs. Superman movie and the boat scene. Um, spot. Try to find me.
1: It's
0: uh, find Waldo. Wallow. Find Waldo. I was a construction worker on a boat. I don't, don't know how boat. that works. Yeah. but I guess you can be a world construction boat. worker there on a go. boat. Huh. so there is our episode episode 33 of the e2b2 podcast in the books Brandon and i and oh my god it's like two and a half weeks are going to north carolina oh, yeah. so yeah. the next time we're here we'll watch another movie and then we'll be down in there or down in north carolina to see his grandparents and my parents and that should be fun very fun and what do you got going on this week anything fun you're not really doing no anything.
1: i'm i'm gonna do bike my, yeah i'm going should do my normal bike rides. i usually do um what, an hour to two hour bike ride every every few days. Okay. I mean, it's been really hot, so I haven't been on bike rides for a reason. Okay. Um, but mostly doing art stuff and just trying awesome. to find something to do that's not dying.
0: There you go. Yeah. And then for me, I have a few days left working for the Windy City Thunderbolts, and then... Uh, I'll be trying to find some more work. Do you so. have
1: Do you have any move any movies that you're planning to watch, or any movies coming up, or something? For us? Yeah, for just generally.
0: Not offhand.
1: You but know. I you
0: think what we should do, and I think we've talked about this before, is one day we watch an older movie, mm-hmm. and then we watch a new movie. So we have like an old and new. Yeah. So last weekend, Heather and I rewatched. Uh, have you ever seen Almost Famous? Heard of it? It's really fucking good one day it's I'll one see of it. those movies that is really fucking good came out i think it was 1999 2000 somewhere around there
1: in the grand scheme of one things one of my so. fa-
0: one of my favorite movies of all time hmm. so i tell so, you that so
1: that, that sounds good
0: so i think at some point we have to watch that just so Brandon can see it and it's epic it's an epic movie and it's about music and it's really cool
1: there's a, there's a movie coming out in just under a year a few days under a year from now Jurassic World 3. There is. I I don't if if you've seen, I don't know if no one's seen, but I don't, you you said you you claimed that you didn't see I the, have not
0: seen the teasers. uh uh-uh.
1: Because there's uh it's on Twitter and on some of the news sites I all that. look it up. But yeah, it's uh it seems interesting. Yeah. There a yeah, there was an interview with the director and he said the introduction scene is actually it's own like 9 minutes short. Interesting. So that'll be interesting when it comes out. So, one and day. then
0: uh, actually three weeks ago should have been the release of John Wick 4 and Matrix 4. I think that was May 21st, it's, it's 2021. Kind of- it was when it originally was supposed to come out. That was Keanu Reeves Day. And now I think that's been pushed back to early next year or it might be late this year. I don't know. We still have, um, what's what's the Black Widows coming out? You have mm-hmm. the Andrew Bourdain movie. Uh, Anthony Bourdain um, documentary I talked mm-hmm. to you about. Oh, yeah. We could watch that next time. And there's that singing movie. What was it called? Oh, The Heights. The Heights. We've been talking about that. I know Heather's been pushing us to watch it. and we, We'll see. It's it, on yeah, HBO people, Max yeah. now. Um,
1: it was, it's been suggested a few times that it it might subvert our expectations. We might think it's bad. It might be really good. Exactly. Or we think it's bad. It might be
0: really bad or mediocre exactly so it might be it's something out of our normal realm of movie watching yeah and it might give us a different perspective on things too
1: yeah
0: maybe So there you go so thank you guys all for listening to this episode of the e2b2 podcast you can follow me on social media socials On social media, or as I say, the socials. You can say
1: socials. Okay, you can follow
0: me on the socials at Evan J. Thomas on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You have the E2B2 podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And you have the uh, Badass Productions on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. And the website, BadassProductions1.com. You can find all of the episodes of the E2B2 podcast under the on-demand section. And for Brandon, his social media is?
1: Paleozoic Productions
0: on Twitter, on YouTube.
1: Yeah. Anywhere else? I mean, there's a few sites, but no one really cares.
0: Gotcha. All right. Well, until next time, everybody, thank you for listening. Thank you. And? Oh, as always, keep pimp-chimping. Rock on.